Welcome back, everyone, to the Inside the Cloven Creek podcast. I'm Chaz Wagner here. Today we're sitting down with Libby Paloma. She's an artist and a jewelry designer and maker based in the Hudson Valley of New York. Uh, welcome on, Libby. Thank you for having me. Hello. Hello, hello. It is Wednesday, early November. It is definitely fall in in uh, the New York area. Definitely even even feeling like winter. Um, yeah. yeah, would love to just hear about um, where you grew up, um, what childhood was like, and um, yeah, what 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 cool. inspired you as a kid? Yeah, um, so I grew up in San Francisco, like the city proper, um, and um, I yeah I would I primarily was there were a few years there where. Um, I was in the mission. I went to school in the mission and, um, fashion was, um, a really big way of expressing yourself, um, sort of, uh, with, um, you know, coming from all different backgrounds and, um, you know, sort of people there coming from all different, um, economic situations, like one way to, um, connect with each other and, and sort of um, have discussions and have and have community and connection was was around fashion. What you looked like, what you were doing with your what you were doing with your hair, what you're doing with your makeup, what you're doing with your clothes and your jewelry. So um, so I was always really inspired by um, what I was seeing growing up in San Francisco and. Um, yeah, and so it's sort of, and I would actually go to after-school programs for uh, that included art and stuff. Uh, and there were a few times where there would be jewelry making, um, and we would be making jewelry out of a lot of found things. Like mm. um, one time, I remember making um, some rings and like pendants out of wires that um, <laughs> that were brought into the center that. Um, that we were, that I would go to and, um, yeah. And so it was, so, so I kind of started, I think started really making, um, wearable art in that context. Um, and, um, yeah. And I've sort of also over, um, because I didn't grow up with a lot of money, I would make my clothes and um, I would just sort of figure out ways to um, make what I wanted to what I was seeing and and sort of like, yeah, just how, how I could um, get look cool on mm-hmm. <laughs> on not a lot of money and, and how to do that really was by making my own um, fashions and my own wares. So that's kind of how it start. That's kind of how I started getting involved in, in, in jewelry. That's yeah, I would say. Got it. So, so it was yeah. very economical and practical, to, um, <laughs> yeah. to begin with before, before it was, uh, uh, you know, fashion can be very pompous and <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know how the San Francisco fashion scene is, but you know, New York, um, you know, it's, it's beyond practical. Um, it's like the people, <laughs> yeah. need all, all these items. Um, did you, um, how long did you, when did you move from the West coast, to the East coast? And did you go to school for, um, 
you know, in a formal art practice or, or formal fashion program? Or was it just, um, lear- you know, doing these yeah. informal programs and learning learning on the fly? Um, so uh, to answer the first question, when did I move here? Um, I moved to the Hudson Valley. Um, I'm in Kingston right now. Moved My spouse and I moved here um, a little over a year ago. Um, we we were in Welcome. Oakland before that. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, we were in Oakland before that, which is where a lot of people sort of have been making their way to since the huge dot com uh, sort of has blown up San Francisco and displaced a lot of communities, including artist communities, which is sort of part of my story of, of coming over here to the Hudson Valley. Um and um, so, and then I have, I did go, I, I have a BA and a master's, but not actually related to art practice. Um, I sort of always thought that art had to be um, like a hobby. Uh, I always mm. thought art was something that, that people would never be able to make um sort of fit into their lives sort of it was something that you had to like shoehorn between like your full-time 40 hour a week you know work and anyway so that being said I have a master's in speech pathology and I was um working in the Oakland public school system for a little bit before Mm. um coming out here to the Hudson Valley um and yeah, and um, <laughs> it's kind of like a, a weird adventure that's brought me out here. But um, basically, I had to end my practice as a speech pathologist pretty abruptly because I got a spine injury and I couldn't walk, um, or so so I couldn't practice, and um, and I started making jewelry, sort of out of being uh having a immobile yeah having having physical limitation and so yeah again practice that's kind of yeah yeah. (laughs) um so are you um is your how are you are you back up on on your feet have you yeah um the spine injury is, is it's pretty it's kind of unfortunately like something that I've had to really um that it's it's going to be a long-term sort of process of recovery and um yeah and so uh I it's sort of I have good days and bad days um and earlier this year I uh was unfortunately laid out again Um, and I couldn't walk for a little while. Um, I got extensive, um, uh, physical therapy for a few months and then I was, uh, back up and I'm actually able to run four miles a day now, which is, um, huge and actually blowing through that 5k. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's actually like, um, I'm probably That's in awesome. better shape now than I've ever been in my whole life. But, um, but, and I have to sort of, actually the Hudson Valley has been a big, um, 
piece of sort of like getting into uh, good physical shape and yeah. and recovering Outdoors, nature um, wild, exactly yeah. there's so yeah it's so beautiful here and and it's been that's been a really big inspiration in terms of like getting me up and out and walking again and you know and all that so I'm so, curious yeah. you know <laughs> um, Cloven Creek based in Kingston um, and we yeah. talk about how the Hudson Valley and in what what is it about upstate that that inspires creatives and artists but you know going rewinding a little bit back to your oakland days and and when you knew that you um were looking to make a move you know why why you know did you look at a a a portland oregon or a detroit or a Mm. austin texas you know what what drew you to you know because those are also hotbeds and meccas for creatives that need you know they want space Mm. and they they don't want it to be too pricey so what um you yeah. and your spouse what what drew what was the were the yeah. main factors bringing you here well um my spouse grew up um right outside of hudson in chatham so we had been visiting the hudson valley we've been together almost 12 years now and so we've been visiting the hudson valley over the years and i've always thought it was really beautiful and like kind of wild um, and, um, you know, there, it's pretty rural, but there are little, you know, sections where you can like, um, uh, like Kingston that are sort of more, um, populated and you can, and, and you can really like build community, um, in these spaces. Um, and yeah. And so we came here, I mean, Primarily um, because, well, the East Coast, I, I had never lived outside of California. And, um, and so I kind of wanted to make a big move and um, do something kind of radical for me, um, mm. which would be to move, you know, clear across country and out of California. Um, but, I mean, truly to... Um, anywhere in California and, you know, and even, you know, Portland, um, those places are so gentrified, um, at this point that, uh, and prices are so high. Uh, I mean, you, I don't, as we're both artists, my spouse and I, and two artists just really can't survive, um, there any longer. So it's the, mm-hmm. I, I mean, without like major, deals of some kind or you know yeah so it's it's really hard to um, make a living as as an artist out there or you know someone with you know I had I had you know a disability for a while there I mean some I just there was no it was it was too hard out there yeah yeah with the medical bills and hospital I mean just yeah making art alone oh yeah and then then yeah that into the financial equation (laughs) yeah yeah totally difficult um yeah so, so you started, um, you know, call it tinkering with jewelry, making it, you know, given this, this, um, injury and being, you know, um, in bed or immobile, you know, can you yeah, walk us through the process to, you know, now you're a full fledged brand, which is pieces by Paloma is the name, you know, how did it become formalized <laughs> in the way it is now and you know you're sold at cloven creek and and other places so walk if you can walk us through that evolution 
Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it, it started, I was, you know, like on an air mattress on the floor <laughs> and um, just really sort of um, wanting to, I mean, it really came out of like, I wanted, I wanted to to do something creative um, that where I could sort of like do stuff um, in all different like physical positions, you know? Um, and so, yeah, it was just a thing of like, um, what can I do? <laughs> uh, sort of like in Dr- prone dro- position. Dro- like, yo- sort of it sounds like drawer yeah. yoga. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, and and also it was like a thing of like I wanted to feel pretty. I you know I was like feeling kind of down, and I how can I make myself like feel good and feel pretty? And um, so I in Oakland there when I was able to sort of um, it when I was in a position where I could um, walk for you know like a half an hour, um, I went to the bead store. Um, and I, uh, it was, it's actually called Blue Door Beats. It's in Oakland. So if anyone's listening and is out that way, like, it's a really cool spot. It's mm. worth checking out. Um, and I would, you know, like, grab some beads and grab some supplies and bring them home. And, and, um, and I was really inspired by um, super shiny stuff like crystals. Um, mm. I, and there's like sort of, you know, a lot of mythology behind crystals. And, you know, I thought, uh, I can use like all the good vibes I mm-hmm. could get at the time. And so I thought, you know, like, let me take some crystals home and see if I can make something cool and uh, make something that'll make me feel pretty. <laughs> and, and, um, and so I just started making all this jewelry for myself. Um, and then, you know, my friends would come over and visit and they'd be like, what are you, what are you wearing? They're like, I want that. And so, mm-hmm. I, um, that's it just awesome. over, yeah. And, um, and, and so I started making jewelry for my friends, um, as I was kind of like, you know, having to stay at home and, um, having to stay pretty still and stuff. So, uh, and then, you know, friends of friends wanted necklaces. And then I started learning, you know, um, really like on YouTube. Um, and then when I, and online, I started learning how to do more. And then, uh, as I was able to get out a little bit more, I would, um, take classes at Blue Door Beads and I learned how to like solder, you know, use your fire and hammers and work with metal and, um, you know, uh, and then, yeah, yeah. And then friends would want those things. And so it just kind of came out of like necessity, like, well, I guess I should make a website or something. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah. And then as I started feeling a lot better, um, I thought, let me, well, if my friend's like this stuff like maybe other people would like this too maybe i should try a market you know um try to sell maybe i should see if some stuff some shops would want my jewelry you know um and so i just yeah i and and it kind of 
yeah, and they did. Organically grew so, from there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it really was just, it came, yeah, it was totally organic. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, your story's yeah. so, it's so inspiring, not just, I mean, a self-taught um, story is, is inspiring to everyone of just what the internet provides. You can, you anyone can learn, um, you know, most skills yeah. out there in, in any craft yeah. or hobby. But I think what is really amazing is the fact that, you know, when you have a health condition, um, the doctors mm. just want to put you on meds. And, you know, it seems oh, like yeah. you by making and in putting cr- your creations out in the world that was that was the best um medicine for oh, you medicine. for you at the time <laughs> like that it just yeah. the, when you said that it's like no matter what they were prescribing you like oh, th- yeah. that didn't compare totally. with with making the jewelry totally i mean and then i mean you know sort of like dovetailing off of that i mean they i did get prescribed a lot of crazy meds and i and i um did end up having like a lot of, uh, unfortunately, some of the medication I was given caused central nervous system damage. Mm. (laughs) And so I ended up sort of on top of this like spinal injury. I had this other central nervous system Uh damage. Oh yeah. And like, but jewelry and making art, I mean, it, it, I don't even like, I could be in tons of pain, like level 10 pain, you know? And then I, and then I go like, what can I do? What can I, what can I do to sort of help me get out of this pain? And and if I just put my hands to work, hmm. um, and you know, and and start looking at pretty things and <laughs> and wow. putting them together, I mean, it just takes me away, you know. So I I I'm really inspired by just. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm inspired by the things that I see and and putting things together and taking things away and. Um, and it, but it really came out of, yeah, out of a place of necessity because I was in, I was so uncomfortable and in so much pain. So, but then all this, but then I, I mean, you would never know it. Cause like I had this beautiful stuff, you know, like mm-hmm. that came out of it. And then it was a great thing too, because like emotionally, because I was able to, to, you know, um, not focus on like the injuries you know and just and be able to say uh you know when when people are like how are you doing and I don't want to talk about how I'm doing anymore I'm tired of being Mm -hmm. sick you know I'm tired of of being injured I'm tired of feeling um and verbal you know out uh, out, outwardly verb you know um telling people about it it's one thing feeling it yeah vocalizing totally I mean you sometimes you get tired of when you're in uh chronic you know, painful situation, you get kind of tired of, tired of, of always oh, just living yeah. it. Yeah. And so it was this also this really cool thing where that I could be proud of and show people, you know, um, just another thing that I was, that I was doing and people were responding so well to it that it was like, Oh, it was great. It was like mm. a new, a new identity, you know? Yeah. Anyway. Now, how, yeah. you know, speaking of identity, how, um, yeah. You know, making a, a, a bi-coastal move is um, is Ugh. difficult for anyone, right? Um, yeah. You know, how did you... Oops. Cookie. My dog's barking. How did you <laughs> transition from um, Oakland to the Hudson Valley in just terms of, you know, 
finding Sorry, community. my dog's barking. <laughs> no worries. I, I, I see the chihuahua in the, uh, your, your Skype photo. So oh. I definitely wanted to talk yeah, about it like... so we can, we can talk about him or her now. Um, oh, okay. But, uh, yeah, I was just she asking how, how you yeah. made the, um, you know, for anyone, you know, make, making a move across the country is, is hard for anyone. So how, were there any, um, yeah groups or um, organizations or people that really helped you you know get on your feet and really um not just personally but but helping yeah. the the pieces by paloma brand um get some traction um yeah. here in here in new york yeah well so um when direct i think it was the next week that we moved out um there were uh or sorry let me backtrack before we moved out um, and we had a place and we knew where we were going. I thought, let me, um, see what markets are, are going on and us, uh, you know, fairs, um, mm-hmm. that are going on. And then I can, I can sort of like start learning about what it's like to be a maker in the Hudson Valley. <laughs> um, it's romanticized everywhere. Oh, is it? <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, get plugged in and, and sort of meet other makers and stuff. Um, so, so yeah, like I said, the, the week after we moved out, I was, um, it, doing fairs, um, in Hudson and in Kingston and, um, I started and I did get plugged in, in this really awesome makers community out here. Um, I've made really good friends with, um, I mean, the most, some of the most talented people that I've ever met, um, they're, uh, yeah, and so at, through these markets um, hmm. and these fairs. So, which and, ones in particular? Uh, oh, um, so uh, well, the night market in Kingston was really cool. That was last year, um, and then I did the uh, one in Hudson. Um, what? Oh shoot! Oh, the names are. I can't think of the names now. Ooh, uh, but there are like some summer markets. Okay. And, ooh, sorry. No worries. <laughs> I can't remember now. Okay. Uh, yeah, and then um, oh, and then I did like a, a one in Rosendale, like a small one in Rosendale and Rosen Space there. Um, yeah. So, um, so th- I was just getting like plugged into, um. I sort of got immediately plugged into this makers community and um, people are super generous and super kind and um, yeah. And then, uh, and actually the night market that I did, um, what I was, uh, my booth was kind of right outside of Cloven Creek Mm. and, um, and, and, Scott came out and said, <laughs> "Oh, I really like your stuff. Do you want it in our store?" <laughs> and that's how we met, and um, and awesome. that's been really awesome. Yeah, that was a really good. So anyway, so so that was like how um, it. That's sort of how Pieces by Paloma got plugged in out mm. here, and so I I really recommend that for anyone who's just you know, now moving out here and, and sort of like trying to find their makers community. Um, that's super cool. And then for me personally, um, so I'm queer and, uh, I, 
am really involved with um, the LGBTQ community out here. Um, I actually have uh, my spouse and I have um, and have our art at the center right now for the month of November. Okay. Uh, and yeah, and so um, at which center? Uh, the LGBTQ Center on Wall Street in Kingston. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. And actually, my jewelry, like, really informs my art right now, anyway. Um, I, um, my art really explores um, sort of uh, my, my Chicana identity as well as my queer femme identity. And um, I do a lot of beaded work. Um, and so... Uh, yeah, like I said, they're really in conversation with each other. My my jewelry um, and and my artwork. Cool, and yeah, so, you, most yeah. of your pieces are um, named in Spanish, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah, so I, um, you, you know, for uh, a lot of my crystal work uh, on online that you that you'll find there. Um, I, yeah, I use Spanish. Um, I just feel like it's really beautiful and, um, and, you know, it's part of my cultural, um, heritage and identity. So, um, I like to give a nod there when I can. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, where you, um, you've left SF, but, um, yeah, kind of the mission and Chicana and, and, um, like you said, that very, multiple ethnicities um yeah working together in in the bay area you know hudson valley is not as <laughs> not as diverse <laughs> there's skills and talents but yeah but not in terms of population as as much as san francisco yeah yeah i i would agree it's a little less diverse um um but i you know i really like um like i said my involvement with the queer community out here I've I've found you know a lot of like wonderful and on the, obviously the makers community too just like a lot of wonderful open people who are um really you know um interested in in um identity politics and identity mm-hmm. and identity in general and an expression of um of self and uh so i'm i'm really happy with with who i've um you know made connections with out here so far it's been really great that's awesome and you're only a year in i can't yeah. can't wait to see the <laughs> where you take in the next <laughs> the few evolution years. i know i know um so speaking of expression of self um mm. we can have some fun with just some personal kind of rapid fire questions on on in terms of like uh you know, what's your favorite, you know, when you're working or when you're making, what, what, uh, what's your favorite music or, or a particular band you like, you like listening to? Uh, oh, so <laughs> I have to say when I'm, um, working on my jewelry or my art, um, silence, I pretty, <laughs> uh, yeah, I do it in complete silence. <laughs> no, I, um, I listen to strictly podcasts. <laughs> okay, there because... we go. Very timely. <laughs> I know. Uh, what are your favorite Sloan podcasts? Greek podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, the two episodes that are already live. Yeah. <laughs> just loop over and over. Repeat. I just can't get enough, you know? That's 30 uh, minutes, yeah. I know. Um, well, because the thing is, is like, if I like, 
if I try to listen to music, I get like too jazzed and I can't like <laughs> focus as well. There's something about like the um, just the sort of like tones and the like the focus that you sort of like have to have on a podcast that really mm. like puts me in the zone. Um, so I would you, say, you wait well, for your four mile runs <laughs> that you, you put on the, uh, you put on the jam. That's true. I do. <laughs> I've really been into listening to, um, like, <laughs> well, oh my gosh, I'm going to embarrass myself, but like Kesha right awesome. now, nice. her new album is like really good to jam, to run to. Okay. Um, Bob the Drag Queen has a really great single out that I could listen to over and over while I run. It's called Purse First. Um, but uh, yeah, so podcasts that I enjoy uh, right now, um, well, I could listen to terry gross just like all day and all night day, so, every day. yeah so i mean she's like my number one for sure um but uh yeah i'm into embedded right now i'm into gosh you listen to i could listen to rupaul all day i love rupaul's um podcast hmm. um yeah have you gotten uh, into but, any of the fiction podcasts no, I'm pretty more like, like talk. You like talk shows, like kind non-fiction kind of person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why. I think I feel like I'm learning something, you know, on mm -hmm. top of uh, like I feel like I'm I'm also like becoming a smarter person when I'm listening to uh, to information that that I don't know I can use somehow later. Yeah. And you're making against our presidency in particular. No, it's the ultimate yeah, yeah. You're being so productive. <laughs> I try. Um, awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. How about um, drink wise? Do, you know, are you you know at at um, are you a coffee coffee or tea person in the mornings or afternoons? Oh man, I mean, <laughs> I feel uh, same thing. I can't really if I drink too much coffee, my hands shake, okay. and then I can't. That's There's no precision there. It is. You got to get so. <laughs> I've really been enjoying. Um, a, it's called golden milk. Oh yeah, and I get it from Outdated. Okay. Um, which is oh, that's like the vintage uh, cafe at the top of the hill. They're super cool. They have uh. yeah, they're um, in the stockade, which is also we could call it uptown too. Um, and it's this really rad cafe, um, and they also yeah have a bunch of antiques, and they also have golden milk, which is like super soothing, and it has like turmeric and coconut milk and. And so, yeah, it just like calms everything down, and then you just like put on a podcast and <laughs> You're set. get in the zone. That's all you need. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Golden milk of the podcast. Or else it's like, or else if I drink coffee, I'll end up like making the craziest jewelry ever. It would be like everything in the kitchen sink. Like, what happened to uh, my Paloma? <laughs> mu music yeah. and coffee, or you're, that you get too jumpy, too, too. Yeah, I get too, too jazzed. Up. Can't yeah. do it. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Um, yeah. Drink, uh, alcoholic drink or, or, or nighttime, boozy, yeah. nighttime? Boozy. Drink? Well, I have to say when I'm having a boozy drink, I do love like like a fruity something. Okay. <laughs> like a, you know, like like some kind of sweet something, sweet, fruity 
thing. I'll, I I can get into that for sure. But I mean, even in I'm the winter, such a lightweight. Even in the, like even in if, the cold weather. Oh, weather months? yeah, for definitely. Sure. <laughs> Put a little umbrella in it. I'll be happy. Um, <laughs> yeah, but man, I'm such a lightweight. If I have more than one, okay. Ugh. I'm yeah, wasted. But something so. fruity. Um, <laughs> and then no jewelry is happening for like the, the whole next day. Whatever. <laughs> you're out. You're out. Um, yep, any out good um, books or petty authors um, that you've been drawing inspiration from? Or you sure. just like can't put down a oh. particular book or series of books? Well, yeah. Um, so right now I'm reading... It's like right in front of me, actually. Um, it's called Too Fat, Too Slutty, Too Loud, uh, The Rise and Reign of the Unruly Woman nice. by Anne Helen Peterson. Oh, it's really good. I'm, And it's nonfiction, of course, so I'm like learning, learning. Uh, and, Is it a new um, book or yeah. it's, it's been out for a little while? It's new. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty new. Um, and I'm, yeah, I'm pretty into it. I think... Yeah, and so she just talks a lot about how, like, um, unruly women are really important and also really hated. (laughs) But, um, yeah, so I've been been into that and sort of been like, yeah, would love to see. I love unruly women that wear my jewelry (laughs) and unruly people, unruly people of all genders. Well, your, your, your tagline on your site is raw style always. So that's, that's, <laughs> yeah, that hints at the unruliness and the and the, the yeah ra- the radical yeah the radical nature of it <laughs> yeah I mean uh. well because yeah so um, I like the stones I use I like to keep them pretty raw I don't like to um, I find a lot of times I'll find stones that you know haven't been um, sort of like put through a process to make them super shiny or anything like that. I like them just kind of raw and um, irregular. And Mm. then, you know, and then I will often um, drill them myself, like I hand drill them. um, And then so I can stick them on a necklace. Yeah. So that's kind of where the raw, the raw thing came from. Imperfections are, are, there's beauty in imperfections. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Well, to wrap up, what, um, you know, it's November of of 2017. What is, uh, what's on the horizon? What's, what's, uh, what's cooking? You know, do you have some holiday markets? It seems like you love the in-person markets. Um, What do you have Uh, for the holidays? And then maybe looking ahead at 2018, any, any big plans or news on that? Oh, well, uh, Let's see. I don't have any holiday markets right now on the books because I am um, trying to focus on getting, um, like, expanding some of my designs. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the, like, the time for me to do it. Um, so I'm, yeah, and, uh, and I'm getting more into, like, my metal work and stuff, which is, um, pretty time consuming. So, um, you're going to be seeing more metal work from me. Um, you're going to be seeing more, um, sort of like an interesting combination of metal work and, um, using stones, um, in, in interesting ways, um, that I haven't, 
that I haven't really used before, but I'm just starting to get into right now. Uh, so you'll be seeing some of that from me. You'll be seeing an updated website with some new, um, like I said, more metal and stones. Um, and yeah. And so that's, that's a lot of work for me for now. Totally. <laughs> so that's where that's I'm, exciting. that's where I'm headed. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. Well, Libby, this was, this was a pleasure chatting with you. Thanks for, thanks for taking yeah, the time to, you. to, um, converse with us and uh yeah. super inspiring story just on um oh, you know your, your your health recovery but but using it as a um you know your your jewelry as a as a therapeutic um yeah exercise for for you um totally and it's and it's beautiful product it's not just like oh i'm gonna make oh. stuff and it's just gonna like sit there like people friends of friends of friends are requesting it so it's 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 high oh. quality Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. And um, yeah, well, well this will be episode three of the uh, Cloven Creek podcast. So you can listen. To, to, <laughs> you can listen to yourself on loop when you're making. Oh, my work. gosh. Oh, my gosh. I love listening to my voice. Let me tell you. <laughs> We're all so there's self-conscious. Nothing fun. Yeah. Nothing, Funner. Nothing good about it. Okay, Libby. Have a wonderful <laughs> rest of the day and we'll talk soon. You too. Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks.